to welcome you to our Sunday morning service. If you'd like to find your place in Lamentations chapter 1, the title of the message is, Do You See What I See? And here God, uh, through the prophet Jeremiah, allows Jerusalem to cry out and say, Behold, would you please take note of what's happened to me? And there's a lesson to be learned here. And, and God allows the city to cry out to us. And it's the Lord uh, using the prophet Jeremiah. But as it's penned, it's Jerusalem that's crying out uh, for the world, all people, it says, to take heed and to behold what's happened to Jerusalem, all because they turned away from the Lord. And I tell you, if we don't take heed, we're in dire need of a revival here in America. And I'm not talking revivals for saved people. And that's what we need, a revival for saved people, for people that call on the Lord, that know the Lord, to live right and to do right. And Because we're in the last days. And I pray that we stand fast and haven't done all just to stand and just stay true to the Word of God. We're living in a day where people are turning aside they're turning away from the truth, uh, days of great apostasy. And, and may the Lord help us to just stand and having done all to stand, to be faithful to God's Word. And it's so important. And, and people are going to die and go to hell if we don't stand fast and, and, uh, and, and get the gospel out. And may the Lord help us to do that. And as we look at this cry from Jerusalem, and we're just going to read one verse. You can read the entire first chapter of the Lamentations, but uh, we're just going to look at the verse 12. And just look at verse 12, and I want you to hear the cry, but I want you to do more than just hear it. I want you to heed the cry. I want you to pay close attention to what's happened, what happened to Jerusalem, what's happened since, uh, but not only that, but to see that, hey, it's going to happen here in America if we're not careful, if we don't heed the warnings that's given to us in God's Word. And, and I, I'm praying for a revival, and it starts with us. It starts with the house of God. And, and may the Lord help us uh, this morning, and thank you for joining us. Those that are, that are coming in by the way of the Internet, we do thank you for your presence, and we're praying for you. And I trust this message is going to challenge you to want to do more for Christ and so much more as we see the day approaching. Not only should we gather together, but we ought to be doing more for the cause of Christ. People need the Lord. And look with me, if you would, in Lamentations chapter 1. Again, you can read the entire uh, chapter. And by the grace of God, I'll be preaching a second message there out of verse 18 uh, at another time. But here in, in, uh, in, in chapter 1 and verse 12, for the sake of time, we're just going to read uh, this one verse. Uh, but please, please... Pay close attention to what's being said and heed the warning and heed the call. And the title of the message again is, Do You See What I See? And I'm not talking about do you see what I'm seeing, but do you see what Jerusalem sees? And uh, may the Lord help us to pay close attention here to what God has to say to us today. In verse 12 it says, Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold. That means look. See, ponder, take note if you would, and see if there be... Now, I'm not correct in the Bible. That word behold is just fine. But I'm just trying to emphasize here the message. I'm trying to emphasize. 
Okay, what God wants for us to see here. It says, Behold and see, <laughs> and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. God is speaking to us through Jerusalem by the prophet Jeremiah. This city of joy, I promise you, is not rejoicing here. It's crying out due to the judgment of God upon the people. And it's crying out these words, Do you see what I see? Is it nothing to you, it says? Is it nothing to you? Are you watching? Is it nothing? Can you just watch what's happening? Can you just see what's taking place? Can you just see the consequences of sin and it not affect you? Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by, behold and see? See, God wants us to see some things. Jerusalem is crying out, do you see what's happened to me? Let's bring this a little bit closer to home, if you would. Do you see what's happened to America? Do you see it? Do you see the results, the consequences of the moral decay and the turning away from the Lord and what it has done to our country? We have yet to experience the judgment of God upon this country. What we see now, all the chaos and all the disrespect for for authority and lawlessness, uh, that's just a result of sin. That's just a that's not judgment. That's just a result of sin. But the results of sin is a form of judgment. Growing up, I knew that if I disobeyed my parents. <laughs> then there was a punishment that was coming. If I did anything that my parents did not approve of, I had a punishment coming, and I promise you there was times where that punishment felt like judgment instead of punishment. If you go to court for a violation of the law, then the judge, what, would he, what is he going to do? He's going to pass judgment on your case. Do you see not only what's happening in America, but do you see what's happening in Christian homes across our land? Do you see what's happened to churches over the last 10 years? Churches are closing their doors at an alarming rate. Attendance, church attendance is on a decline. I read a research that said that churches are barely making it financially speaking. They're only meeting once on Sunday, no midweek service, no prayer meetings, no bus routes, no door door knocking, no soul winning, all that has stopped. A research a few years back, and this is a few years back, uh, it said that 20% of churches then, it's greater than that now, but 20% of churches do not have a pastor. And it said that 38% of the churches that do have a pastor, that the pastor is seriously considering quitting the ministry. Christian homes, churches, they're in a mess. And then we wonder why things are so bad in our country. A friend of mine used to be a top-notch evangelist, if you would could preach like no, no one else. 
being used of God all across this country at a young age, very young age. Something happened to him. He changed Bibles, changed the denominations, went to one of those non-denominational type churches and pastored there for a while and that didn't last and I don't know what he's doing now. But he's not a pastor anymore. The Lord help us. God has been merciful to America. God has been long-suffering to America. God has been forbearing. He's been patient, uh, just like He was with Jerusalem. I mean, He let Jerusalem go on for 490 years in their sin without bringing judgment on them. That's being merciful, long-suffering, forbearing with sin of a country. God always gave Israel years to repent and He would send prophet after prophet to warn them of the judgment that was going to come if they did not repent. But now judgment has come. And here in our passage, Jerusalem is crying out saying, Look at me! Look at what happens to anyone who turns their back on the Lord. Do you see... What I see. And, and, and can, I, can I just bring it even a little closer to us and, and not just America? But can you see what sin, the consequences of sin is doing to our homes? You better be careful. Playing with sin. Playing Christian. Being a casual Christian. You better be careful. We see what happened to Jerusalem. And may the Lord help us to stay right. And by the way, what you see on the news, that, that's not who America really is. I mean, every time you cut on the news, all you see is chaos. You see all these things. But there's no reports on people like you and me that are in the building this morning and honoring our Lord and coming to church and who believe in a hard day's work and who take care of their families and who go to church and give their time, talents, and treasures to, to the Lord. You're not going to see a report on that. Now, uh, yeah, I see the decline in our country and I see where our country's heading. But I also see those that are still faithful and still willing to make a difference in the land. You're still holding the fort if you would. You know, God always favors and rewards faithfulness. The Bible says, moreover, it is required in stewards that, that a man be found faithful. In the days that we're living in, God is looking for some faithful men and women that will just stay the course. Here in Lamentations chapter 1 and, and, and verse 12, it says, is it, underline that little word it, is it, what is that it, is it, nothing to you, all ye that pass by, behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. What is the it here? What, what, what is God referring to? What is Jerusalem is crying out for us to see it? To see what this is. The answer is found in the last part of the verse where it says, Wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. It is the Lord's affliction. Do you see it? 
Is it, is that nothing to you? It's not referring to his blessings or his favor here, but to his affliction. In the middle of the verse it says, Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me. Countries around the world are watching America. And I promise you they're not rejoicing over what they see. They're they're not saying, oh, wow, man, you know, we want to be like them. (laughs) Oh, no. They're, they're, They're not rejoicing. Matter of fact, they're looking at a nation that is falling apart because of a turning away from the Lord. The sin of transgenderism is rampant across our land, uh, allowing children to mutilate their bodies, uh, not teaching them between right and wrong, and allowing children to take litter boxes to school just because they, they want to identify as an animal. Uh, they're allowing drag shows in public places. Uh, hey, uh, there was a day in this country, if any of that had happened, uh, there would have been a public display and out cry against it. Now don't take me wrong. There's plenty of countries that are far worse and they're far more morally depraved than America is. I mean, they're far worse than America. If you're listening across the world, you you know what I'm talking about. In a previous message, I, I, I listed all the things that America leads in in the world. Many of those were not good things or moral things. Jerusalem is crying out and saying, Is it nothing to you? All ye that pass by, behold. You, you, you see, it's not enough to just be upset or disgusted about what's going on. But what does what we see cause us to want to make a difference? God calls us that are saved. He calls us a peculiar people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. But right here's the question. We love the titles, but are we living up to God's expectations and standards for our life? What made America great? It was our churches. And I'm not referring to its pastors. I, I'm talking about entire congregations uh, who were just sold to, out to the Lord to live right and do right uh, according to God's Word. There was a time where Jerusalem was like that, but not anymore. Now Jerusalem is crying out saying, Is there any sorrow like unto my sorrow? Jerusalem is saying, has has anyone, has anyone ever wandered so far away from God and suffered such sorrow as I have? Think about this. Israel was the apple and still is the apple of God's eye. But yet they wandered far away from the Lord. What brought such judgment on Jerusalem? It's very simple. They quit observing the Sabbath. They were to sow and reap for six years and then give the field a rest. 
They were to trust the Lord and they that He would supply their needs on that seventh year. But right here is the problem. Because of greed and because of covetousness and a lack of faith in the Lord, they did not observe those Sabbaths for 490 years. And that's why they went into captivity for 70 years. God was going to give the land the rest that He had said. They may have kept the weekly Sabbaths or they had an outward ritualistic keeping of the Sabbaths in ceremony only, but it wasn't from the heart. And God was fed up with that too. What's happening in America? Church attendance is on the decline. It don't take nothing for somebody to miss church. Least little excuse to miss church, boy, they're on it. Churches are closing their doors. Churches are without pastors. Across the board, most so-called quote-unquote churches are entertainment-driven. Christians are so caught up in the busyness of life uh, that they've got very little time for the Lord. Hey, I hear people say we, we need to entertain the youth, you know. We gotta, we gotta have programs and we gotta have all these things for the young people because that's the only way that we're gonna keep them. No, the youth need preaching. They, they need to hear the Word of God being preached to them. The reason we're in a mess that we are is because they haven't been listening to preaching. They've been catered to. I hear people say that we need to follow the ways of the world so that we can attract the world. No, the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. That's God's way of doing things. Uh, Hey, God has called us uh, out of darkness and to be a light in this dark world. You can't hide your light under a bushel, be a camouflage Christian and think that you're going to make a difference in this world. This world does not need any more phony religions. This world needs the truth of God's Word and some Christians who are living the truth. We had a a family visit from Ohio a few weeks ago and they was on vacation on a Wednesday night and I mean they came in here and I mean they looked sharp and they were ready to worship and serve the Lord and as they left out that night they said thank God that we found this church. He said I was worried. I was worried uh, about finding a good church here on vacation but he said I thank God that I found a good church. That couple was not looking for a worldly church They were looking for a King James Bible church with godly standards and godly music that did not resemble the world. We got a family a few weeks ago came from Philadelphia and they visited here on a Sunday and that dad as he walked out there with his family he grabbed a hold of my hand and he told me, he said, me and my mom were just talking about how we, we, we didn't hear anybody preaching on hell anymore. He said, I'm going to call my mama and I'm going to let her know that there's a church in Myrtle Beach uh, that still preaches uh, on hell. And he also said this, he said, thank you for the old-fashioned preaching. Jerusalem is mourning here over her condition. She's crying out, do you see what I see? In verse 12 it says, is it nothing to you? 
Can I ask you that same question? Is it nothing to you? All that we see, the consequences of sin, the moral decay, the apostasy, the turning away from the truth. Hey, homes under attack, homes that aren't living by the Word of God. They've adapted the ways of the world in the home and now it's translated into the churches. It says here, Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow. God has been merciful to America. He's only allowed us to suffer the consequences of our sin. He's not unleashed His full judgment on us. But can I just say this? We're right for it any minute. Any minute. God sent prophet after prophet to warn the people to turn from their wicked ways, but they would not hear. What's it going to take for us to see what God sees? What's it going to take for us to see what's happening here right in our backyard and to get a burden for our land and to get a burden for our community and make a difference? The only hope for our community is one thing. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We don't need more programs. We don't need more worldly music. We don't need, I'm just going to be honest, Christian schools that are just Christian in name. Hey, we don't need any easier to read fake Bible versions or just some tickle my ears and and make me feel good about my sin sermons, uh, I promise you that's not going to get it done. We're in the mess we're in right now because of all that. But yet churches are turning more and more that way. They don't see it. They don't see it. Paul said it's the preaching of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our justification that will get the job done. Everywhere Paul went, what did he do? He preached Jesus. America's only hope is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I just remind you that the gospel was silenced in the homes way before it was ever silenced in the schools. Prayer in the Bible would have never been taken out of schools had it not first been taken out of the home. Our homes are in a mess. Why? Because they've turned from the Word of God. They've turned from following the Lord. When I visited just a few weeks ago there in first five homes that, that I went to, every door had the smell of, of drugs coming out of it. One house, there was not even any furniture there, but people laying on the floor face down in a state of comatosis there because of the drugs, just out of it. Through covid Through COVID, the devil tried to silence the gospel. And I'm just going to be honest with you, he succeeded to a certain degree. Many churches have drawn back their outreach efforts. Many Christians are still using the same habits they developed during COVID to excuse their lack of service to the Lord. Can I just say, it don't take long to form a habit. You don't think that the devil doesn't know that? If scientists and researchers can figure it out, do you think the devil knows that? That it doesn't take long for people to form a habit, whether good or bad. Researchers say that it only takes 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit that they go by. 
It says it takes an average of 66 days for a new behavior to become automatic. During COVID, it didn't take long for people to form the habit of not going to church and excusing themselves from going now. Why well, just watch online? Well, that's true. But right here's the problem. You're not making yourself available to the Lord. You're not exhorting one another by doing that. Therefore, it's a sin. It's a sin. <gasps> what? Sitting at home in my recliner and watching the preaching? Yes, yeah, a sin. The Bible says not forsaking the assembly of ourselves as the manner of some is. Do <laughs> you think he knew what would happen in 2020? And 2021 and 2022 here in America? Oh, I think he did. Because you know what? You're not exhorting one another. You're not doing what God requires of you. How did Jerusalem get to the point? How, how did they get to the point where the temple was destroyed and a place where the, the name of God was once worshipped, uh, but now it's been totally destroyed? Well, look in verse 9 of Lamentations chapter 1. It says, Her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembereth not her last end. Therefore she came down wonderfully. She had no comforter. O Lord, behold my affliction, for the enemy hath magnified himself. The adversary hath spread out his hand upon all her pleasant things, for she hath seen that the heathen entered into her sanctuary, whom thou didst command that they should not enter into thy congregation. All her people sigh, they seek bread, they have given their pleasant things for meat to relieve the soul. See, O Lord, and consider, for I am become vile. How has America got to the point where that which used to be sacred and holy is being abused by evil men and seducers? How has rock and roll and country and rap music made itself into the church house? And they call it contemporary Christian music. They think if they put a Christian words to it or Christian name to it, then that just makes it right. Churches who used to stand for the truth of God's Word, they're now allowing sodomites to hold positions in the church. Uh, women pastors, I mean debating over that. Uh, they used to stand for the truth. Uh, they're allowing transgenderism and same-sex marriages uh, and allowing fake versions of the Bible to be used. And can I say, can I just point this out, that any denomination out there that allowed the world's ways and the world's music to infiltrate their ranks, they're the ones that are being directly involved in all these things that are taking place. They're the ones dealing with these issues on a large scale. But here's what scares me. The independent Baptists, they see what's happening to other denominations. But right here's what scares me. So many of them, so many of them are starting ahead in the same direction as those who have already fallen. Jerusalem's crying out, Hey, do you see what I see? Wake up! All the devil needs is to get his foot in the door. 
And he doesn't care by what means that is. And he'll wreak havoc and bring destruction even in a church. Our homes are under attack, but yet how many Christian parents don't even see it? They don't even see it. Christians had better wake up to the wiles of the devil. Pastor Jack Treber out in California, he said a casual Christian will soon become a casualty to the adversary. Jerusalem is crying out, do you see what I see? Do you see what happens to people that become casual with the things of God, with the commandments of God, with the Word of God? Oh, a little contemporary music won't hurt. Now, that don't really bother me that much, you know, as long as the Bible's right. Hey, all the devil needs to get his one foot in the door, and he's going to wreak havoc. It's coming. Oh, just a little theatrics, just a little bit of the dimming of the lights, you know, just a little less dress standard, just a little immodesty. What's that going to hurt? Oh, any Bible will do. Jerusalem's crying out, Is it nothing to you? All ye that pass by, Jerusalem's crying out saying, Behold, and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of His fierce anger. What does God expect to see from us? What, why did God send judgment on Judah and Israel? Why did He do that? It was to get them to turn back to Him. You know, we, we have faced some consequences here of our own sin here in America. And we can see the results of sin playing out. But we haven't faced judgment yet like Jerusalem faced. We'd better heed what Jerusalem is saying. Says, hey, do you see what I see? We better get right before judgment happens. Not just on our country, but in our homes as well. More and more we see Christian children leaving the home and their standards, their dedication to the Lord, their beliefs are different than what they was brought up in. Jerusalem is crying out, Is it nothing to you? Is it nothing to you? You better be careful just coming to church and hearing the preaching and letting it go out one ear and out the other and not getting in your heart. God is trying to turn us back to Him. But if we fail to respond to the soft-spoken words of God, if we fail to heed the warnings and repent, we leave God no other choice but to bring judgment down on us. Ask Pharaoh what it cost him not to hear the soft-spoken words of Moses, of the Lord through Moses. The Bible says he hardened his heart, his neck. He stiffened his neck. He refused to heed the words of Moses. All the firstborns across the land suffered as a result. And then his army perished. What did Jesus write to five out of the seven churches in the last days there in the book of Revelations? He said, repent or else. For we're in the last days. Hey, it's time to get it right. It's time to stay right. People are going to die and go to hell if we're not right with God. Homes are going to be destroyed if we 
don't stay right with God. You say, that can't happen to my family. Then you're not listening to the message. Jerusalem said, hey, behold, is there any sorrow like my sorrow? That can happen to anybody that turns from the Lord. That allows the devil to go make, take one step into their home. Is it nothing to you? Will you be the one to hearken? Will you be the one to make the difference in your family, in your community, in our nation? In 1 Peter 4.17 it says, For the time has come. The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. It's time for God's people to be right, to live right, to do right, to follow God's Word. Because if we don't, if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Oh, may the Lord help us to heed the warning, to hear what Jerusalem is saying. Do you see what I see?